0: Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. This week is brought to you by our friends at Oro and Kiwi Co. Stay tuned for some amazing offers from both of these brands later in the show. But until then, as always, enjoy the show. Adulting Like a Mother
1: Father
0: version 2 listening, you know how we do Hi, I'm Andrew, the father We got Ivory, the daughter And Gio, our little man, and yellow. I don't think an entrance is needed You probably know the voice, mother time on Nickelodeon He sees a like a mother, father If you got a son or daughter, it could be a lot of we know Sheesh. You ain't gotta be the mother, father You could be the son or daughter, this is still the right show yeah. We'll meet you where you are, in your life, or your car If you need or you're far, you got a cat or a dog Good vibes, or a probably in school, or got a job We just want to know who you are So we can say thank you listening to adulting like a mother father. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
2: Yay! Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother.
0: And I'm Andrew, the father.
2: And we're both Hit adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this, this is the
1: show for you.
2: you. Wow. When Andrew sings, it's something. Um, all right. We're going to start with great. some wins and fails because they are right here. Oh, just living ripe. and breathing. And then... You guys sent in some really great questions. Um, we'll get to those, and then we also have some voicemails, so we have a, a nice jam-packed show of just people, places, and things. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry that I try to just button up my sentences.
0: No, you're you're good like that. I I I don't summarize. Oh. Oh, is that <coughs> well.
2: what, Okay, yeah. Well, you've got a lot of practice um, that you need to still do. Okay. <laughs> See, that was me buttoning up the sentence because it didn't come out right.
0: Mm, 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 mm.
2: Okay, you guys. Uh, Why don't we just
0: do these wins and fails? Do
2: you want to start or should I start?
0: I'll start. Mm-hmm. Go. I'm going to start with the fail. Um, we've just had a few. The weekend was tough. The weekend was very, very tough. We have uh, a one-year-old going on two who thinks he's 35.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he, Righteous. Righteous. I'm going to say it. He's a little dickhead sometimes. Mm-hmm. He is a little dickhead. And he just, he just uh, you know what? It's the balance of like there is he well, he he's brilliant. He's very smart. And uh he's very funny and he's very charming.
2: And he knows it.
0: And he knows it. And on the flip side of that is your little dickhead.
2: Mm-hmm. Trouble. Because he thinks he can outsmart you, out-talk you, um, out-humor you.
0: Everything is no. Everything, Everything is no. Everything is no. And he has different variations of how he says no, mm-hmm. which is maybe another discussion. <laughs> Lots of no's. Um, right now, you know, you tell him to do something and then he, he, well, you ask him not to do something and then he does exactly that.
2: Mm, it's like the obvious stuff.
0: And, but he'll do it like three times. Like, okay, for example- He grabbed one of the Amazon boxes that was inside the house that we hadn't opened yet. And he brought it over. And I said, I said, Gio, let's put it on the wood floor because the box is dirty. So let's not put it on the carpet. What does he do? Throws it on the carpet. Threw it. He threw it. Mm -hmm. He didn't even place it. He threw it.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, "Ooh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, man. All right. This (laughs) is the game we're going to play. All right. I said, Gio would you please pick that up and put it on the wood floor? Because the box is dirty and we don't want it on our already dirty carpet. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. So he, you know, he fiddles around. He does, he doesn't even acknowledge what I say. He does this thing. I probably asked him again. Eventually he picks it up and he like kind of walks in a circle. He turns right back to the, the carpet, the rug throws it right back on the rug. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Ooh, <laughs> okay, man. Okay. <laughs> And uh, and then he proceeded to do it a third time. And that's that's what we're dealing with all day long right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the screaming.
2: And just like, you know, we, we get it. He's not even 24 months. He's going on two. And I just feel like I didn't know what to expect, to be honest, with this age range. But, you know, you hear about the terrible twos or you hear about toddlers being a lot of work. And really, this is I feel like we have a pretty big like we've got our That's hands a heavy workload. it's a it's a heavy and and it's very a little intimidating <laughs> Stop. it's a little intimidating because um i grew up so i'll i'll give you guys a little background on me and then we we'll, obviously we'll get back to andrew cuz you're, you're it's your moment right now but just so that you can understand like the weight behind this i was very similar to Gio. i was a very independent kid from a very young age i didn't feel like my parents really held a candle to me. Um, I thought I knew better. And and luckily, I was on a pretty decent track most of my life. I never made a ton of bad choices. So like, I was fortunate in that regard. But, um, you know, I have my brother who was a little bit harder as a child, not in the way that I was, like, just, just, it was a little more complicated. He needed a little more assistance in life. And like, he struggled with different things along the way like i guess you know some some more mental health issues um and it's so hard to even say that because it's like i just know him and i know his heart and he's such a funny brilliant dude i feel like it's so hard to paint the right picture of him because it's it's just tricky like i just feel like the combination of mario being born who he was and then maybe my parents where they were at their life and how they operated as parents um, there was just something that just didn't necessarily click. And where I'm going with this is I look at Geo and I worry that if we don't get ahead of maybe some of these like behavioral stuff, even though I know he's still very young, that this very much can become like, you know, a problem. And so it, it, most parents will talk about their kids being a pain in the butt. But when when we experience it, I'm just thinking – I've seen this turn into more.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. I think that's fair. Um, <clears throat> I don't disagree with you at all. I think we just, we all go off our own like life experiences, you know? So that's, that's what you had seen in the past. And so, you know, that that's an outcome that could potentially happen. Like, obviously, Gio and Mario, are two totally different people. were probably meant for totally different things, but I, I, I get it. Like, I already worry that like, we're creating a problem, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I'm trying to already look at like what we're doing and what we can adjust. And I feel like I'm, I'm kind of always doing that because, um, at the end of the day, you just, you don't want a little, a little brat running around. No. You know,
2: In a, you know what? On a, on a bigger scale, like it hasn't, I don't because I always keep it a hundo with everyone, like it just hasn't served our, like we struggle in our relationship. But like the the added stress and the added element of not being able to like even communicate when we can communicate because we have a child that is so demanding of our attention, um, is is really hard. And that's another fear of mine because I know again like what these kind of struggles can do to a relationship because I witnessed that too. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, to paint the picture for you guys, like. I- a lot of days where, <clears throat> you know, we try to talk to each other, or we really need to to talk to each other, or we're like having a little issue and we want to talk it out. Like I, I think we both believe it's it's healthy to like get through a difference in front of your children. Like I think that they should be able to see you do that, and then come out the other side. Like they should know that as humans, like we can have differences of opinions, or whatever. That's not those that always the case. Sometimes we're we're just trying to talk. And to paint the picture, which was the whole point of this, Gio will be, like, it's usually, like, at your feet, like, pulling, pulling down on you, going, Mommy, 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 but, like, in a more (laughs) whiny tone or screaming. Mm -hmm. And, like, literally won't let us get a sentence back and forth. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So, you know, he's he's our son. And, obviously, we love him to pieces. I I don't want to bash him up. Like, I... I imagine a lot of this is just due to his age and like just what this is.
2: Yeah, no, of course. I do think that there's something to be said and I want to look into this further and maybe we can get some help. And I think we are going to look into getting a little more help too, to have some more tools. But there's like a, there's different styles of parenting and there's different styles of of attachments. I've heard this a lot on podcasts I listen to. Um, and I think because... Um, I've been open about, you know, my attachment to the kids and like wanting to be very present and not being able to like relinquish a lot of control in turn can be creating some codependence um, that I need to like look at because you'll hear some people talk about attachment parenting and I, I can't speak on it to just, to great lengths cuz I don't really know a ton about it but from what I do know cuz I have a friend who believes in it is that your baby is basically always with you you know your 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 child whatever you know it, it, a lot of them do a lot of co-sleeping um and and that's and you're really not supposed to let your kid you know, there's no cry it out, there's no there's none of that. It's it's very much like caught, I guess coddling and, and nurturing and just a lot of it I actually like, but we didn't necessarily do that to that degree. I in fact when we started our parenting journey, we didn't even know what that was. Um, but I do know that we're very present and on a daily basis, like Geo gets both of us at his beck and call almost all day every day. And I think that, that like a lot of kids don't have that, you know, either parents work or they have, you know, school or preschool or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean,
0: even if they work at home, they usually like are tucked away somewhere.
2: Yeah. And he just doesn't have that. So I feel like we have to just look at all of it, man. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's hard because they're your kids, you know, you, you, you want to do everything you can for them and you want to love on them. You want to make them happy as much as you can. But I'm sure there's a line that you got to draw where you're just like, you know, we can't do anything more than this cuz now we're hurting you. Mhm. You know? I For don't sure. know.
2: Yeah, I know. It's so complicated and I think you know, we have the luxury to be so conscious, right? A lot of people are just in the past. I remember Heidi was telling us at dinner, like back in the day, our parents just didn't have the time to like overanalyze things like this. They had to work. They had to work and they had to provide and that was their goal. And the kids just had to figure it out. Oh, for sure. For sure. But it is different because we have so much information at our fingertips and so many people being so vocal about, you know, choices and, and the way that they're being or being... I don't know. Just different things. Yeah, there's it's a lot different now.
0: things. This is another another conversation, but I think like there are probably basics that you can stick to mm-hmm. across the board, like where you'd end up all right. You know, sure. Be a good situation.
2: Sure. Do you have a win?
0: I do. I do. Yeah, let's make it more positive. A uh, new Drake album dropped, everybody. <laughs> um, I love
2: you I, love you. I love you. I love you. And the loud... <laughs>
0: It's not bad. It's not, <laughs> not it. great, but it's not I bad.
2: I love it. It's about the commitment.
0: <clears throat> yes, it is. Um. So, yeah. So, Drake album dropped. I'm a happy guy. I don't know if it was. It was Friday. So, I feel like this last Friday so was- So, like,
2: we haven't talked to our friends since then. All our listeners.
0: Right. <laughs> Wait now I'm confused on timing I think it was not this last Friday but the Friday before it had to have been okay I don't know why we didn't talk about it last week
2: other adulting topics
0: but here we are we're talking about it now so new Drake album out your boy is happy I'm a huge Drake fan if you can't tell already I've probably had it on on repeat in the gym every single day it's good. It's all good. <laughs> okay. It's all good.
2: <laughs> uh, um, Okay, I'll get to my fail first. So, you guys, I am officially seven months postpartum, which means our baby girl ivory is seven months. And believe it or not, I got a raging period. <laughs> and the only reason why I want to talk about this is because I had no idea what to expect my first time I got my period after Geo. And for those of you out there who may be pregnant or who may be postpartum and don't have their period yet, let me walk you through my situation briefly. So TMI, if you're not interested, skip ahead twice. (laughs) Probably take me about 30 seconds or less. Uh, Basically, I had been cramping for over a week, like cramping, cramping, cramping. Um, you know, had some just stuff <laughs> come out of me. <laughs> huh? Uh, what um, kind of stuff? Just when I looked it up, it was like typical like pre-period symptoms, okay? But I wasn't getting a period. And to answer one of your questions that actually came up, I'm going to just address it now. We have had sex, but we've had Hoo-hoo! sex protected. Um, so I wasn't like I was nervous about being pregnant. It was just more or less like I was just weirded out the fact that I, I was having very, very like period symptoms, but with no period. And I did get a, like what I thought was a period four months postpartum, but it was like very, very light and it could have been just normal. I don't know, after birth type stuff, but, um, this was like a legit period symptom. And then, Lo and behold, about a week and a half after having a long period of time of just being in major pain, like lower abs, cramping, all the things, I got my period, and it is so heavy, and it is still so heavy. I'm not taking Heavy. Three. Stop it. Keep it under... What? Keep it under control? Yeah. That's what I meant. So it's okay. I'm okay. It's just whoosh, you guys. It is like period on steroids, you know, like back hurts, legs hurt, just the, the whole thing. Like you just don't feel like you can focus. You're tired. And meanwhile, we're having some of the harder days ever with Gio. And I'm still, of course, breastfeeding. So that kind of takes it out of you as well. Um, and it's just, um, it's that's my fail. Like just dealing with you know, your own personal body needs and your health and well-being while still very much having to deal with like the responsibilities of being an adult and then being a parent and having to maintain it all without losing your mind. And I didn't do a very good job of it, that's for sure. Andrew and I had like a tiff yesterday and it just felt like everything was so much more dramatic because if you girls listening understand, it you're so sensitive when you're on your period. And I, I've been feeling just that coming off of it a little bit today, which is nice, but that's my fail. My win. (laughs) I don't really know if I have one. There's gotta be, there's gotta be something down in there. Um, you guys, I don't know. It's like, I feel just, I guess, I guess my win is that we're, what is my win? My win is, you know, (laughs) I don't know. Come prepared. No, the truth is like I don't – I'm looking around. I'm thinking. It's like I'm happy to just be here. I'm happy to be functioning. I'm happy that like I have a period. I'm healthy. Sick. There you go. Hey,
0: that's a good one. Look, uh, that's a good one. If you can just appreciate just being.
2: For sure. I mean, of course, I'm grateful for a thousand things. Like if I were to think on a broad scale, like I'm so grateful that we – are here and that like we're in our lives like we have what we have and you know we have two beautiful kids and i like every day those things are the right there on the tip of my tongue i'm so grateful for them but this week i'm not sure i have anything that was like a big win that sticks out
1: Mm.
0: okay then there you go all right we can move on i'm gonna find a win for you um probably not gonna note it in this episode
2: oh okay (laughs) so you're gonna need some time too we'll wait another week
0: off air okay all right Got to have wins. Um, Okay. Do you want to get to these questions?
2: Yeah, I think so. Let's Let's take a break. More adulting like a mother father when we come back.
0: All right, guys. We all know the school year is going to be filled with transitions, whether your kids are going back to school or logging into a classroom from home. And as parents, it can be time consuming to give your kids the extra help they might need this school year. Well, here's a bit of help hands-on science and art projects that you can get delivered straight to your door.
2: We're talking about KiwiCo because we personally love KiwiCo. It's been a part of our family since both kids were born. Um, I'll, I'll walk you through the experience. So when the box arrives, Gio gets so excited because I promise you when this box arrives it's literally when we have exhausted ourselves of all the toys that we have. And this is such a unique thing, right? You open it up and it's not like a bunch of toys. It's, it's this experience. It's about creating things together like for example this last box had these cool little track pieces that we put together literally geo can do it because it's not it was for his age so it was something that he could figure out and then they give you this like wooden ball and you can create like Basically, like you throw the ball through the the tracks and made it may sound simple, but it's not something we do with other toys. And it really yeah, but got it's him... new for
0: him, and it like it fosters his creativity. He gets to build something. It helps him with problem solving. I all like this
2: exactly. And I don't know about you guys, but as a kid, I considered myself a bit of an inventor. And I feel like that's a really important quality to nurture in a kid so that they can think outside of the box and and grow up thinking that they can create and dream. And so this for me, KiwiCo has been that for us. It, it yeah, just, it's
0: just so helpful because I think all of us as parents want to be able to um, encourage innovation and creativity in our kids, right? But our lives are busy and it can be hard to to have the time to be creative enough to think of things for them, which is why like having KiwiCo is so nice because they do all the legwork.
2: Yeah. And these are really creative projects. And I was looking on their Instagram actually, cause I get excited to know what's coming next in his next stage. And it gets really fun, like really complex. Like, Real science, you know, like the things you see in the movies. I'm glad because the boxes
0: are not for age 33 right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he's like, oh, that's a track, Gio, and Gio's all stoked. And we're like, this reminds me of when I was a kid and I would play with cars and like build things like that. I just, I don't know. I'm a big fan. Um, Hit him,
0: hit him with the good stuff. Okay,
2: so thank you KiwiCo for sponsoring the show because we're able to offer you guys a great deal. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity. And critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart, <clears throat> Andrew, at Kiwico. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code adulting at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com. That's K I W I C O.com, promo code adulting. Have fun.
0: And now back to adulting like a mother father.
2: All right. So we've got a question from Isabel. She says, how would you describe your separate relationships with Gio? Are there ever times when Gio wants one of you more than the other? And do you give into that? I
0: Um, mean. (sighs) I don't know if if you could say like we give into it. He (laughs) definitely. I was just putting him down for a nap before we jumped on and. I was like, man, bro, you're, you're being kind of mean right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I just feel like in the last few days he doesn't he doesn't like me very much. I know that's just me being sensitive, but
2: no, you I just mean, care helps so you much. I about... out say it.
0: Oh yeah, so that's the other thing. He started saying no, like no, like daddy and mommy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we just went our
2: hearts <gasps> break. Like I don't understand you guys. Does is this like first of all not not every kid his age speaks as much as he does, so it's really hard to accept all this in such a short period of time it feels like this all happened very quickly for me and we're grateful for him being able to express himself and there's a lot of cool things that come of that but there's also this feeling of just where did he go where'd the baby go
0: yep yeah it's hard though because we wanted it you know from day one we've been talking to him we were taught to talk to him like he was an adult and so that's what we did now we have a, a very smart little guy He's almost like too smart sometimes.
2: Yeah, it hurts him saying that. So, anyways, sorry I cut you off.
0: Oh yeah, Um, yeah. In all honesty, like if lately it feels like he doesn't like me very much, and almost feels like he doesn't even like you very much, but he needs to be like in you. Yeah, he is like
2: he's yeah, he's on me at all times.
0: But outside of that, so this is. I mean, we're still navigating like the last few days, last week or so, but. I can speak on my relationship usually with him. Like if I get him one-on-one, he's he's really chill with me. I feel like he kind of matches my demeanor. Like, You know, we haven't done it recently, but we'll go off and do some fun things. And I just feel like he's just kicking it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've f- sometimes like here in the house or with you, his energy comes up a little bit.
2: Sure. Um, my relationship with, with Gio separately is also pretty chill. It's probably not as chill as it, he is with, Uh, with andrew because if i'm with ivory or i'm holding ivory or i'm nursing ivory which i do several times a day and he's around right so like he he has some issues with that like he's struggling a lot with me giving a ton of attention to ivory and every time i i am he makes it very clear that he wants me to hold geo and me to feed geo when like you know he doesn't nurse anymore, but like even if I were to offer it to him, which I've jokingly sort of like just played with the idea of offering it to him, he doesn't know what to do. Like he, he it's almost like he forgot that he at one point nursed. He just wants to be offered it. He wants to know that this is also it's weird. his mommy, and that like I will do the same things for him. So there's certain oh, things. Oh, he's,
0: he's interested.
2: He's interested. Oh, he's very interested. This is so when he likes a girl now, like if he likes a woman in our family or. Um, you know, right now he's in swim lessons. He met Susan and I'm like, if he, and I told Susan, I was like, if he asks for Susan to hold Gio, that's, you know, a big compliment. If he asks to see Susan's car, that's another,
1: that's oh, like so step weird.
2: two that he really, really is invested in this relationship. And then if for some reason he asks about your boobs and just know, he doesn't know what he's really saying. He just really likes you a lot. <laughs> this is Gio to a T. My man. <laughs> gosh so anyways yes it's tricky to navigate our relationships but ultimately when he has us one-on-one he's a very different kid yeah he's amazing yeah um so let me okay so let me just run through some of these these are kind of all over the board which is nice because for anyone listening they'll get something different of this Casey says have you ever had any issues with your in-laws and if so how do you handle them I haven't prepped Andrew on these questions, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that...
0: um, I haven't really had any any issues with your with my in laws. Yeah, no, I think just just uh, general disconnection at times. Sure. Um, yeah, Andrew we'll and
2: I are kind of unique in that we operate as like a family unit like as I'm thinking of some people we know who are very much involved in their in-laws' lives or their in-laws are very much in their life. Um, We kind of have our own bubble and then our in-laws are like a really amazing accessory. You know, like our kids love them. Gio's obsessed with his Nana and his Noni and his Papa and his big Lou. And he's, but like, they're all very much doing their life too. So it's like a bonus to have them around
0: I mean you could be fair like you know we want everybody as involved as possible but we've also um we like done our own thing for a while you know and like built our own little life
2: It's really had a lot to do with just the times that we had kids we had to like be in lockdown and we learned to just navigate Oh yeah but
0: before that even Oh yeah before I mean, we've that Yeah we spent a lot of time with with your your specifically your mom's side of the family because they're all local mm-hmm. but outside of that like you know um My dad's up in Sacramento and my mom was there until a few years ago when she moved down to Ventura, which is about an hour or so from us. So it's, it's not far, but it's not close. Um, Your dad moved to Idaho. Mm -hmm. Your, your mom's here. We, we see her most probably out of any of them, but she's also working a lot. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's that at play. And, and, you know, like in our twenties, we were just building our own life and we were very busy with our, our careers and
2: independence just trying
0: to push and independence and and then when we had kids like it was just a really unfortunately like a really tricky time with COVID but even before that with Geo getting sick at four weeks then like everything changed for us because we were like oh shit like we need to tighten down and like look at everything more closely here um, but then with COVID then you're just like even everybody understands like you're looking at even at your own mom or sibling or whatever going like yeah. Are you protecting yourself? Are you yeah. sick? You know what I mean? Sure. And that so, dynamic that
2: changed things drastically. I think I've spoken about this in the past. But, yeah, I mean, Andrew and Andrew's mom and his whole family is amazing. Um, and prior to kids, I think I was specifically a lot closer to them. I think having kids changed me a lot. I became spread thinner and just refocused. And I lost, I guess, the... I think a lot Same of it motivation is, to, to be, I don't know, is as involved in, in, family. Yeah. I don't know. Am I wording that properly?
0: I mean, yes and no. You can feel however you want to feel. I might have a different perception on it. I think like you've always been very close. Like it's weird. You're very close with your mom's side of the family, but, but not so close with your mom, not as close as you'd like to be. Right. So everybody else on that side, super close together all the time. It's kind of mm-hmm. funky. With, with the COVID stuff and just the the dynamic of becoming a mom, I think you, I think everybody changes and I think that's fair. Like you also become very, very protective. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was certainly at play. Um, And then, I mean, in all honesty, part of it's got to be like your relationship with your mom isn't where you'd like it to be. So how easy is it to have the relationship with anybody else? Sure. You know what I mean? I think about that stuff all the time. If the closest, if the relationships that should be closest aren't, how do you, how do you like go about forming those type of relationships with, with anybody else outside of those ones?
1: Yeah, it's very true. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like, if the relationship with yourself isn't very good, Mm -hmm. how do you form the relationship that you want with anyone else? Mm -hmm. I think about that all the time. So true. I'm certainly at, at fault for that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, I think we both admitted that just not even that long ago. Yeah. That we have a lot of, yeah. Yeah, it's just like cultivating that space to like make time for yourself and then make time for others and make sure that the things that matter most to you are taken care of. Yeah, yeah. The people that matter most to you are feeling loved and heard and respected and understood. It's hard. That's a lot to navigate when you feel like you have a lot going on.
0: Yeah. Anybody, anybody else who comes from broken families will understand this as well. Like we don't have two sets of parents anymore to spend time with, to be in contact with, to like share our lives with, you know, we have four, Yeah. you know, and there's already a lot going on. And I'm not going to lie. It's just, it's just what it is. Like it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. We had to put all the parents in a group chat at one point, which we haven't been good about like updating as often as we'd like to.
2: Which is kind of a big deal in itself, because like our I'm, own parents don't really communicate. That's with what I'm one saying. <laughs> it's like
0: they're they're not all friendly, right?
2: Right? Right? You know.
0: But we had to say fuck it. Like, like you guys want to be included in everything going on with us right now? Our life feels like a whirlwind. We're gonna do the best we can, but this is the best that we can do for everybody because we. It's too hard to
2: make sure so and so sees this and so and so. Yeah, the, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. No, I think I think we're we are, everyone can always do better. And I have this like running saying, I feel like I say this all the time. It's sounds like a broken record, but it's like, I can always do better. But in this moment, I feel like I am doing the best that I can.
0: Sure. Sure. I'll just say this for any of our parents that are listening. We openly invite, we want these relationships to be amazing. At the end yeah. of the day, like that's all we have. Oh my gosh. Know? So true. So.
2: Nothing has become more prevalent in the last two years than realizing how important family is. Yeah
0: people in general.
2: People, relationships. They're like, to me, they're more important. And the more I come out of this like postpartum period of life and the more that I get my bearings in like reality again, and of course, when the world starts to get their bearings on reality again, it becomes easier for me to make time for others. Yeah, no doubt. So that's that. Um, Michael says, do you have any... This is so random. I don't know. I should probably read these before saying... <laughs> yep,
1: come prepared. Okay. Do you
2: have any leftover merch? Maybe we do a giveaway. <laughs> the answer is yes and okay, Michael. We'll do it.
0: H- how are we doing it?
2: We'll do a giveaway. Kelly, we'll put something together. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll next like question. So I want to get to the voicemails. Um, Susanna says, could you please speak on ADHD? Mm. Wow.
0: Yeah, I mean... I can't speak on it that well. Oh, I have too I was many recently, feelings was, around I it. I was recently told that like I am I may have it going on because mm-hmm. I have a, a pretty scattered mind, but I'm certainly no expert and I haven't been schooled up on it. So the, I think the easiest thing to do would be to bring somebody in. We just sure. have to find the right fit.
1: Sure.
2: Yeah.
0: All I can tell you is like I'll set out to do something. Mm-hmm. And in two seconds, my mind has already gone left when I was supposed to go right. Sure. And I'll go do four things over here and then realize, why did I even start doing anything? Oh, yeah, I need to do that. And I'll go to do that again and then turn left again. Yeah. It's wild.
2: Yeah. 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 I have a lot of feelings around this. Um, You know, I'll just say a few things. Again, I am not an expert. I'm not a doctor at all. Furthest thing from it. So, of course, get your information from sources that are reputable. But I grew up with a brother who was diagnosed with ADHD when he was really young in elementary school. And um, I struggle with that sometimes because I didn't know enough about it. Right. And with that comes, you know, a lot of different changes for him. You know, he grew up differently than I did. He was put into special classes um, and, you know, medicated. Because that was very normal back then. I don't know how normal that is now, to be honest with you. I feel like it was way more normal back then. And I have some real feelings because I remember I can, blah, can't even like talk about it. Just like what he acted like, you know, just like nothing. After being medicated? Nothing. Just.
1: Just there, but not there.
2: Yeah. Not even like. Like, he was a really outgoing kid, and he was so fun to be around. He was a little rambunctious, but he reminds me of Gio, you know? Like, these kids that are very, very smart and have a lot of energy, and they need to just channel it. Um, but he, like, it was, like, a different person. Just, like, no no speaking, barely, like, active, like, just sit there. Um, didn't eat. Like, it was weird and then like went through school on and off of that like depending on whether he was on it or not and i personally speaking i'm going to just say this i don't agree with that choice
0: with with medicating him i don't agree or just and i actually in general. don't
2: know if i really truly agree with the label itself i have this belief that we are all born unique And there's a reason for that, right? Like we all have different ways of just experiencing life. And without that, there wouldn't be enough variety in the world. There wouldn't be people doing totally different things than you did. We're not supposed to all be robots. We're not supposed to operate the way that like, you know, maybe a school conditions you to believe you're supposed to act. You're not supposed to just blend in. We're supposed to figure out what works for us and how to manage feelings and emotions. And and that's, that's how I feel. And I feel like he was robbed of that time to really understand himself and how to work through life. And therefore, you know, I think choices were made along the way that aren't in his favor necessarily because he still is struggling. And this is, you know, 20 plus years later.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, a lot there to unpack.
0: I think I think 20 plus years later, a lot of things in play like from then until now.
2: Totally. And it's not all one thing. I just think that, you know, you go to therapy and you hear so much about your childhood and how much of an impact it has on who you are today and yeah. you know, if you take away a, a big portion of your childhood and you literally just numb out. Like what do you have? Like how do you, what's your foundation? Yeah. And and again, like I'm not blaming anyone. Everyone does what they think is best for their child. That's literally what innately we're supposed to do as parents. It's what I believe. It's like you just do what you think is best for your child. And sometimes taking people's advice or doc, or whatever, advice along the way, you know, can have, I think, repercussions. And we only know what we know in the moment. Unfortunately, that's just what happened.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I I get it. As you're talking, I was thinking of one just just how tough how tough it can be to be a parent sometimes, and have mm-hmm. to make choices like that, be presented with challenges, and try to figure them out, all while you're still trying to figure out your own life, you know. But now you're responsible for somebody else. It's a lot sometimes. I think what also makes it difficult is, as a society, we have social norms systems and structure in place that like allow us to progress through life, at least to the point where like maybe high school ends or college ends or whatever. And then it's a bit of a free for all after that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But without the structure, like you talk about trying to figure out what works for every individual, like it comes down to sometimes to, to time, energy and money, you know, because as a parent, like if you could, explore other options yeah you'd love to just dedicate your every minute of the day to like give the best life as possible to your child and figure out everything about him what makes him tick and whatever but it's just we have so many pressures and norms and all these things and how could you almost like literally do anything else like like work you know mm-hmm. without take care of your, str- other, your exactly or, exactly yeah, sure. that's why i mean that's not why but things like School and and recreational programs and all that like exist because they help provide that structure,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. So I'm just, it's just, it's just, challenging. it's hard to
2: navigate, right? Like, because I understand what you're saying. You're saying that a lot of these things exist because they're helpful and they can help you, right?
0: Um, yeah, but I'm saying, like, tying into it him, it's like maybe you make a choice like that as a parent because that's what helps him get through that structure that's in place. Because you don't have the time, energy, or money to make it a free-for-all, you know?
2: Sure, but I think also to my parents' credit, like, if you're being fed information, you know, and you're being supported through this, and people that you trust, you know, like a doctor or school teachers or whatever, whoever's in your, counselors, therapists, whatever, whoever's in your corner at that time to just help you get through it are saying, you know, this is a solution, Yeah. Um, then like you you do whatever you think is best for your child in that moment. And it's hard to be objective and it's hard to be an outside voice. And sometimes it's really, really, it's almost, it's almost easier to just do what you don't want to do. And I'm assuming that it was hard for them to make that decision. It's almost easier to do what you don't want to do because of all the voices around you saying that it could be helpful or that it's right than it is to be the outsider saying, no, I'm going to take my kid under my wing and I'm not going to, in this case, medicate them and we're going to figure it out. And unfortunately, it's going to make it difficult for maybe a classroom or, or his school years, but we're going to figure it out.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's just a tough situation. I think that that piece of like... What's going on around you is is the biggest factor, it's substantiation, right? If like you go to a doctor or the people at school say like, "Well, this has helped x number of kids before him like this is what he needs to do to get through this structure or this process, you know, then you go like, "Oh, okay, well, this is what people do when they are challenged or faced with this challenge, and this this is what works, so this is what we should do
2: sure, I think it just comes down to. At this point, you know, there's enough time, I feel like where you might be able to study those long term effects, and I don't hear a lot about it again, we're not really in that realm like our kids aren't in school years i don't I don't know if it's being um, talked about a lot these days, but I wish that there was more conversation around a d h d because it was such a popular from my perspective, like diagnosis back when I was younger felt like everyone was ADHD or ADD or a whatever, all these things. And now you're, you know, being told that you I could have it. I feel like it's still it.
0: around more now than oh, it was really? then. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think, think because it was in would, my personal I think when family. somebody was like labeled it, it was like everybody knew, you know, mm-hmm. it was like the one kid or the two kids in class that had an ADD.
2: Oh, gotcha. You know? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting topic. Um, that's how I feel personally. I feel like
0: we probably all have some form of it now. How are you supposed to have attention?
2: Sure. Mm -hmm. Of course. No, I agree. I mean, I definitely struggle, but I'm a lot more in general. I think I'm a lot more accepting of the idea that we're all going to have struggles and that like there are things in life that are there for us to actually use that can help us. Like I always tell my brother to this day, Mario, diet exercise, not even diet, I'm saying like just what you put into your body, like put whole beautiful foods, living foods, colorful foods, work out, go for a walk, be in nature, sit in the sun for a few minutes, do some thinking. Like these are all things that I I would hope, not necessarily the food thing. Unfortunately, it's not as readily available as I would like it to be, but there are tools that we have, drink water, you know, I don't know that that like can help. And I think like we just need to lean on those, I think, first and foremost. And that's my personal opinion.
0: Note taken. Okay.
2: Oof, man. Um, let me go to the next question. Oh, this is for you, Andrew. <laughs> how do you break out of the typical 9-to-5 job?
0: Ooh, what a segue.
2: Um, <laughs> well. nice, though. It breaks it up.
0: I don't know if there's, like, a way to do it, but I'll, I'll tell you how I did it. Um in a way I was, you know, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast is, is we both are kind of people that make decisions sometimes when we're forced to, like when we're just pushed off the cliff and it actually makes it a little bit easier for us. Cause we can both be indecisive. I, you know, I thought about it for a long time because I, I wasn't really that happy in what I was doing, but I'm also a person that commits and sees things through. Um, but what changed for me was when Gio was born and you know, like it's cliche, but everything changes, everything changed. Like I just felt a love that I had never felt before. And, um, you know, I told him I was taking two weeks off and I was already kind of one foot in one foot out because there were so many changes going on and I was just a little burnt out in what I was doing. Um, so the, you know, the birth of geo is sort of the, the catapult for that but I spent 2 weeks at home and as tough as it was I loved it and I just couldn't I knew how much they owned my time and I couldn't see myself giving that back giving that back and so it was like clear as day to me and and I was probably like in some sort of honeymoon state you know but I was just like I was like fuck it I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm going for it right now and the more logical side of me had I'm, I'm good at saving, right? I saved even when I wasn't making much money, when I was like, just barely getting by, I was saving 20% of my income net of tax. So tax already excluded or tax already taken out is an easier way to understand. And I was saving 20% of what what I was bringing home. And then like, it limited me a lot. I couldn't, I couldn't do much, but like I needed to start saving cause I was literally broke. Like when I, when I started in LA, And so I was good at saving and long story short, like before I'd left, I had started, I'd started making, you know, much better money and I had built a cushion for myself to walk away for six to 12 months. Um, and probably longer if I wanted to
1: pull pull
0: from any other accounts, like if I really put myself at risk or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I built a financial cushion, which I would recommend to everybody unless, you know, you have financial support or you're, you're, you're so in love with whatever idea or next step that you have. And like, you're confident. Yeah. There's just no way that you can fail, but still I'd say like things always pop up. So like usually things take longer than you expect them to anyway. So it's, it's nice to know that you have a fallback. So for me, that's what it was. I mean, Gio was born and I just was like, dude, life's too short. Mm -hmm. You know, life is too, even though it's not right the amount of opportunities we have to take steps or make decisions like this, I feel like are limited. Sure. Right. So I was like, I'm going for it. And I had a little cushion and I also, I'm very fortunate. I have her support as well. And so for me, it was like, this is it. I'm doing it.
2: I love it. Um, and I just want to wish you luck on whatever, not you. (laughs) Um, because I think it's a great question. I think a lot of people ponder it. Um, so Amanda, if it's something you're thinking of, good luck. Uh, let's take a quick break and let's get to our voicemails. We've got, I think, three of them. All right, everyone, sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. Andrew, you know what we should normalize?
1: What, Daniela?
2: Mini meals. Mini mm. meals. A meal in between the meal. That is my kind of meal. I like that idea because I don't want to skip the meal, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind another like mini meal in between.
0: I like. The, you know I, of yeah, anything? I, like I do. I do. There's something called ORO. Uh huh. They make these mini meal shakes. Oh, like right now they come in chocolate or vanilla. They're delicious. They're gluten free, non GMO. They're dairy free. They're vegan. That would be plant based. Mm-hmm. Um, they have 16 grams of protein, 23 vitamins and minerals. They're only 300 calories. So. Uh, if you want to even replace a meal every once in a while, you can do that with an Oro mini meal.
2: Oh, so there's options here.
0: There are many, many options. Uh, These things are delicious, guys. All jokes aside, they're really good.
2: Andrew's obsessed.
0: (laughs) With the chocolate.
2: Yeah, our whole fridge. We have a whole shelf dedicated to Oro.
0: (laughs) We do. But you know what? They're delicious, but it also looks beautiful. No, they're classy.
2: They're a classy beverage. They're for the classy folk, but anyone can have them. Yes, 100%. I just love convenience, especially with our lifestyle. And personally, you know how I feel about vitamins and nutrients. If I know that I can just literally chug one and get pretty much everything that I could ever ask for in a beverage and I don't Mm -hmm. have to pop a bunch of vitamins, which again. And
0: it's just a mini, like you don't have to sacrifice your meals, you know? Yeah, and that's a mini meal.
2: It's a mini meal. Sell them the mini meal. We've sold them. I hope so. Go give them them the code.
0: Guys, go get your uh, Oro mini-meal shakes at drinkoro.com. You can get 20% off right now using code ANDREW20, and that's drinkoro.com, code ANDREW20. And now back to Adulting Like a father. Hi, Andrew
3: and Daniela. It's McKenna here. Um, I just got done listening to your most recent podcast, which is why I had to hurry up and call, because I had a question I remembered, and I didn't want to get to call. So um, my question is more directed towards you, Daniela. Um, I'm sort of just wondering how you feel. Um, okay, I don't know how to word this. Your connection with your kids. I know that you had um, sort of a different relationship with your mom. And I can relate to that extremely, my mom and i um we aren't really close now, and we haven't really been um since her and my dad got divorced probably ten years ago um but we still you know we talk and we communicate, but she doesn't really feel like a mom to me, I guess is how I would put it, and I just um I have this feeling like I'm scared to become a mom myself because. I feel like what if I fall into that same like path that she did and I just sort of let my kids kind of go on their own when they turn, I don't know, 13 is kind of how it felt. So but I'm just wondering how do you um, just keep yourself to know that you're going to be there for Geo and Ivory and you know that you're going to... Love them forever. I mean, obviously that's a given. But just how do you plan on keeping your relationship with Gio and Ivory when they are older? And like, what do you plan on doing differently that your mom didn't do? And Andrew, if you can relate to this at all, but please let me know your input as well. Um, thank you guys so much for answering my questions. I appreciate it more than you will ever know. I love you guys. Thank you. Bye.
2: Hi McKenna, that um thank you for your question. I I plan to be I just want to love my kids. I want to love my kids so much, but I want to love them in a way that isn't overbearing and just all physical and nurture and all that. I want to love them in a way that I can be strong and I can be a good listener and I could hopefully give good advice. Um I want to be able to work through things with them. I want to be there when they're struggling. I I just, I just want to be there in a way that feels like love, but in more ways than just, you know, let me just give you so much love and kisses and hug you and hold you close to me. Because that's, you know, at some point they're going to be older and it's not going to be, you know, how you can show love at all the times. Like, I got to be able to just be a strong person in their life that they can lean on. And I think that is something that... um is going to take work on my end because I know how to love them affectionately. And obviously right now they're so young, but with Gio even like I can of course like talk to him and listen to him and ask him what's wrong and try to work through things with him. But as they get older and maybe there's more complexity to like their wants and feelings, I need to be just as present and willing to work through that with them. Um, So that's something that I'm going to work on and that's going to be a focus for me.
1: I
0: like that. Yeah. I mean, I'll jump in I, I, you know, I think this is a really, it's a deep question. Um, and I'm sure all of us that are parents have like thought about this sort of thing from time to time, because I think we all took things from our parents that we liked and didn't like. And, you know, you, you start to age up and, and those things that you didn't like, they stick out and you go, I want to do those things differently. Now, some of them you do. Some of them you just naturally fall into mm-hmm. because that's who you are. It's
2: you know? what you know.
0: It's what you know. So, like, you become a parent and and going into it, you, you, you have time and energy to think about all these things and how you want to do things. But you get into the grind of being a parent or the grind of job school, whatever, right? But just use parenting as the example. And sometimes you just don't have the time or the energy to step back and go, like, how do I want to do this thing or why am I doing this thing the way that I'm doing this thing? How can I do it differently? Mm -hmm. You know, you just, you just do what you know, you go on autopilot because there's so much to do.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: This, this question is, is, is interesting because I think it's a great one, first of all. But like, when you think about like, what what do you want to do to establish a relationship that you may or may not have with your own parent, you know, with your, with your kids as they get older. And I think there's a lot to it, but for me, like, I think it's along the same lines of, of what you said. Uh, and that's just, I just want them to know that like, I'm always there, you know, I think a lot of that comes down to communication, but I also want to like, make sure I'm checking in, like, and want to know, I want to ask questions like, how are you, Mm -hmm. you know? So that, that we go deeper than the surface level. I just, yeah, ultimately I, I, I want them to think of me, even if I'm not like there physically as like a place of, of comfort. You sure. know, does that make sense?
2: Yeah. I also want to just add quickly, cause I know you mentioned that, you know, you might think twice about having your own kids, maybe for the same reason that you don't feel like you have a strong relationship with your mom or parents. Um, I would say throw that out the window. If, if being a mom or being a parent is something that you want and you do want kids, regardless of how we were grown or how we grew up, I think we're all capable of being conscious enough to make choices that are different from what we grew up around. And it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of these kind of conversations to acknowledge that, you know, it's going to be hard because it's, you know, you know what you know, but um, being Open to learning and trying new things and doing something that might be uncomfortable or different than what you know is, you know, the step in the right direction.
0: Yep. And you don't know what you don't know. So just be willing to to be open, you know? Totally. There are a lot of resources out there. There are classes. There are people that are, you know, walking in the parenting shoes that Mm -hmm. come from a totally different background that will do things differently than you. Like you got to be willing to ask questions, put your ego down and figure it out. Yeah. you
2: You know what you don't know, but you don't know what you know. You don't know what you know what you know but don't 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 you know no that's a sick song <laughs> all right next question
3: hello to number one listener kelly my adulting win is that i took time for myself this weekend my roommates and i went to see trevor wallace who is like an instagram tiktok comedian and we got drinks beforehand you know i had a glass of sangria it was so fun. I hadn't done it in a long time, and I forgot how much I love stand-up comedy. So it was really great to be back in that environment. That is my adulting win. Love y'all.
2: Kelly coming in hot with the positive vibes. <laughs> Can I see your face?
0: I'm sorry, guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I had to end on this. We have we have a couple more voicemails, but Andrew's like, let's save them for next week, and I said we got to. We got to go with Kelly's win. Thank you for sending us your win, Kelly. We love you. And my goodness, gosh, there's nothing like laughing. There is nothing like laughing. I advise all of us to, if you can't get to a comedy show, which by the way, Andrew and I used to love going to see comedy, um, just put it on Netflix or watch something silly or find this guy on, this Trevor Wallace guy on TikTok, okay? Let's go off with a bang this week. A little laughter is just the medicine we can all use. Why are you making this face of me? Cheesy. I am cheesy because guess what? Sometimes it takes a little cheesiness to just feel like, okay, we got this. We're good. For We're sure. gonna be okay.
0: For sure. It's life. Cheese it up. Cheese Jeez, it up.
2: Cheese, a little parmesan. Okay. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, you can leave us a voicemail anytime when I pull it up. It's eight. One eight six five nine five one four two, and feel free to leave us a view on a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. It really helps our show out, okay? We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. New episodes drop every Tuesday right here, so make sure you tune in for all the goods.